1: Now we have one of my favorite Senator Marsha Blackburn, from the great state of Tennessee. Uh, Senator Blackburn, welcome to the show. Thank you for your time. I know you're busy. I just want to know, how is it possible, really, in the last week, we are now spending, combined with this uh, reconciliation bill, Mansion schumer 700, let's see, we're spending seven hundred and forty billion plus two hundred and eighty billion for the chips bill. That's eight hundred and twenty billion. And we are raising taxes massively. That's gonna deepen the recession and increase the inflation rate. Senator Blackburn, how is this possible? What's going on? Can can we stop the insanity? I
0: hope that we are able to stop this insanity, Larry. And you know, you haven't even mentioned the PACT Act which would be the veterans bill, which the VA has told us, they cannot implement this legislation. And my concern for our fabulous veterans, this would end up being a false promise.
1: Hmm. Wow, is that that loaded up with non-veteran pork? I mean, what's the story with that bill?
0: No, it is is there to tend to veterans that had toxic exposure. This is something that I've worked on for years, trying to make certain that they are covered. The problem is the VA cannot fulfill the promise of that because they currently have a backlog of cases that is about 200,000 on a backlog of their request for health care and benefits. And if they add this, It would be about a million. So I say let's fix this before it's passed and allow these veterans to show their VA card at any doctor in their community and get the care that they need without having to wait on the VA Hmm. and wait for the VA to hire caseworkers and doctors and medical personnel and staff and deal with facilities which could be years off. These guys deserve immediate access to health care, mm-hmm. not health care a year or two from now. But you have to look at the fact that they're just continuing to spend, spend, spend without having a plan for how you implement and how this serves the people. And you look at this chips bill. Now, Larry, you and I talk. Last year about my legislation On active pharmaceutical ingredients mm-hmm. It's a bill that it and I had before the pandemic mm-hmm. And it would have brought Back manufacturing On our um, Vaccines And penicillin We remember when there was a penicillin shortage There was a heparin shortage The reason all this happened It was because all the pharmaceuticals Were made in China mm-hmm. So let's bring that back American manufacturing, American jobs. Well, instead of doing billions of dollars of grants, why don't we do this? Why don't we do tax credits? So once the private sector Mm -hmm. spends the money, they have a tax credit that they can exercise, not a refundable credit a tax credit they can exercise. And that's the way to do this. Just think of what you could have done with $30 billion worth of tax credits available to pharmaceuticals or maritime equipment or electric power generation or distribution equipment or telecommunications equipment. Think about what that would have done for those companies and it, it would not have put us on the road to federal industrial policy.
1: Yes, you're just so totally right. And it, those credits would be available for all these businesses, right? All these industries. Every Instead of picking of winners them. and losers.
0: Why, yeah. Why are we picking winners and losers and saying, "Okay, guys, here we go. 80 billion dollars only for the chip industry."
1: You it's know, the-
0: you might be able to make the chips, but what happens if you cannot get the wire? What happens if you can't get the metal for the casing? What happens if you, there are other components in in the supply chain, the critical supply chain, that you cannot access? Then what have you done? You've created another shortage, and then the next thing you know, it's going to be, well, we've got to have the pharmaceutical bill, or we've got to have a bill that will encourage um, the return of metal wire, metal casings, uh, batteries. Just think about this. We have to be smart in how taxpayer money is
1: used. The irony of this, the terrible irony in this, is that we're going to pour all this money into the chip industry, and then we're going to slap on a 15% alternative minimum corporate tax. So they won't be able to deduct it. They won't be able to expense it, Senator Blackburn. So the one hand is giving and the other hand is taking away. That's how stupid these bills are.
0: Well, precisely. And you are giving in one hand and you're taking away in the other hand, plus the language that would have kept, any of these companies from doing business with the communist chinese Mm. that protection language got taken out
1: Mm. and the
0: whole goal of going through this exercise was to begin to return to the united states some of this manufacturing that over the last three decades has left the united states
1: so in in and so this thing was pushed by some republicans as a national security measure, all right? But what you're saying is there are no guardrails so people can still be in China. I mean, Intel will continue its plants in China. So I don't see the national security success on this.
0: I, I would have counted it a success and a win had it required all manufacturing to be done in the U.S., but right. this it did not, which to me is a disappointment. I think we leave ourselves vulnerable until we admit that we need to encourage the repatriation of this manufacturing and bring it back to U.S. shores.
1: Onshoring. Onshoring. That's exactly right. So what's going to happen here, Senator Blackburn? This reconciliation bill is a monster. It's a big spending bill which will boost inflation, and it's a tax bill that will uh, deepen the recession. I mean, to me, it defies common sense. I don't care what party you're in. It just defies common sense, and we're stuck with this thing. And Joe Manchin just broke my heart. (laughs) He just broke my heart. I've been with him for a year and a half stopping this nonsense, and now look where we are. We
0: are it, – it's as if they had planned this is where we would end up anyway. They want these Obamacare subsidies desperately, and they think it's essential for them for re So mm. they were trying to figure out a way to do that. They've been trying to figure out a way to implement more of the Green New Deal. And, see, that was one of my problems with the CHIPS Act. Mm. Uh, I had co-sponsored – The semiconductor manufacturing bill, I was a co-sponsor of that, and that would have been some tax credits to bring that back. But I was not going to go near this bill that includes money for semiconductors, for tax credits, but also outright grants and also $200 billion worth of authorized spending, and then once we do a, a budget, make those appropriations in that process, then they can go appropriate this money. They can go appropriate it.
1: But in this and, bill, as I understand, there's $50 billion for the Energy Department, for example. So this is cylindra to the 10th power or the 20th power. Here we go right. again.
0: Correct. That's right. They have desperately wanted to get those Solyndra type, um, A123 battery Mm. type of of subsidies in there. And we all remember during the Obama years, every one of those companies went belly up, Mm. every one of them.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Senator Blackburn, last one. I mean, politically, is it possible to stop this reconciliation bill?
0: Um, I I am going to be one of those out here trying to stop it because this is just – and I hope that other Republicans will join in on trying to stop this. And I hope that people that are listening to your show, Larry, you've got such a wide listenership all across the country. They have Democratic members that are representing them. They should be reaching out and saying, hey, look, this is just too expensive to afford. You did $6.8 trillion uh, going through COVID. You did $2 trillion on uh, the infrastructure bill. You're, you are doing 300 on a VETS bill that VA says they cannot implement. You did 300 on CHIPS, and now you want to come along and you want to do another $800 billion, nearly a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Our children and grandchildren cannot afford this.
1: Yeah, you know, what happened to all the talk that more spending and more borrowing would cause inflation to rise or more taxing would cause the economy to sink? Where is? I mean, there's just no common sense here, Senator Blackburn. And you know what? This We are in such a pickle— With the recession and the inflation, this is going to make both sides worse. I mean, I think people out there, you know, ordinary working folks would be scratching their head and saying, huh, what? Why are they doing this? I mean, it just makes no sense whatsoever.
0: I was in seven of Tennessee's 95 counties yesterday Hmm. talking with Tennesseans. I did not have one single person say, you know what? I'm pushing for them to spend some more because I like this inflation. I didn't have one single person come up to me and say, Hey, Marcia, we want to keep pushing the price of a gallon of regular gas or a gallon of diesel up. I met with a group of 15 farmers, and every single one of them, whether it was beef cattle, it was dairy, whether it was row crops, whether it was soy— Every one of them, Larry, would take out pencil and paper and show me Mm. what they are having to spend. Mm. Tomato farmers, the cost of their fertilizer has more than doubled. Mm. And you have others that are doing soy and grains. Their fertilizer is increased by 300 percent. Diesel has doubled. They don't know how long they're going to be able to stay in business. So you know what? If you think that the food shortage is bad now, you wait till next year. It will be worse.
1: All right. Senator Marcia Blackburn, you are always part of the solution. Thank you, ma'am. We appreciate your time today. Good luck out you there. Bet. We'll, we'll Take care. Soon. Bye now.